Hello, hashtag first TV family, and welcome. It's week. Times are changing every day. We won't give up with the same old ways. Pulling together, we'll make it right with help from our friends. I know we get by. There's no place like home. 227. Yes, I'm Aaron Mack. And I'm here with my good friend, Kevin, a.k.a. CBC, Basic Complexity. Now, did you used to watch 227? And who was your favorite? My favorite as a gay man was, of course, Sandra. Uh, even as a little boy, I my, was into Sandra because I was like, oh, she's diva. And I didn't even know what I was doing. But anyway, did you have a favorite? <laughs> All right. Yes, mine was same person. Uh, really? <laughs> you know, I was thinking that that you might say somebody different, and the fact that you said her too, I'm like, okay, we we were both two gay kids because the air date of new episodes of Two Two Seven was 1985 to 1990, and of course it was in syndication. It's still in syndication, I believe, but. 1985 to 1990s. So we were young kids, but I used to... Sandra was so diva. Anyway. All right. So are you ready for the number share program? Let's go for it. All right. So your first potential question after two presses for the two and 227, for the first two, is... That's an interesting one because it means you can make it whatever you want. The question is, has it worked? Has what worked? That that's the whole point. It's an open-ended question, whatever yeah. you want to use. Or do you want to do the next one? Well, I'll do it. I'll do another two. Yeah. One. Two. Huh. Do you have any fears? <laughs> yes. Even though I've gotten better at it over the years, initially I started out with a huge fear of heights. I'm still not 100% cool with it. Well, better than I was. All right. Yeah, I, I'll say I, I live in one of those uh, tower apartments like you. And uh, there were people who do that thing on, on the scaffold where, where they're on the side of the building and, and they uh, scale it on the outside mm -hmm. and they're up like hundreds of feet. And I'm like, wow, that is a job. Yeah. Yeah. And they were blasting their music too, but that's another story. Anyway, so, and now for my new song of the week, it's none other than 2022's Lessons by Eric Roberson, fellow Howard University Bison, Eric Roberson. And I love that song. 
that song was introduced to me by my barber. And well, he didn't formally introduce it to me like Aaron, lessons, lessons, Aaron, no. But they were playing it at the barber shop. And I was like, this song, because he has some lines in that song that I love. Everyone that let me down led me to you. All the heartbreak I had led me to you. Uh, I, I, I love that song. It's one of my heavy repeats. Because that, that's what it's like. You know, all of the pain and struggling in dealing with relationships that go wrong and all of that. But it's like, at the end of the day, they all lead you to your one. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I, I have a million more things to say, but Kevin, take it away with your older song, my friend. All right. Um, my older song, and this is, to me in a way, it's, Quite interesting. Um, song that is called I Was Made to Love Her by Stevie Wonder. And that was in 1967. Now, I definitely, what really turned me on to the song, first time I heard it, I heard a, well, I guess you say a sample of it. Um, by Whitney Houston, and she the she changed the song around a little bit, and the name the way she named the song was "I Was Made to Love Him," and that was a hidden bonus track from her, I believe. 1998 album, My Love Is Your Love. And yeah, it's not even listed on the, well, I'll, I'm showing my age, but it's not even listed on the actual CD. But if you listen to the very last track on there, then you'll hear I was made to love him. And like I said, it's not listed, but it's definitely a bonus track. And definitely one thing I noticed in listening to the song, because one, I fell in love with her version um, and did some research and then I learned it was a remake, but the, her, her version of the song you could hear, there were, I guess, not even background vocals, or it was somewhat assisted by Lauren Hill, and you could hear her voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I said, I just in love with that song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is a great song. And I have 
questions that I will ask you, but if we have time, I will ask them at the end of the show. Why am I speaking so slowly and deliberately? Because I'm pulling this thing up, okay? Our show titles for the week are hashtag rebirth reunite mm. subtitle destiny's child mm. and <laughs> i'm not even going to comment on anyway um <laughs> hashtag hey shorty uh, another hey shorty section subtitle hashtag advice advi advise hashtag Videos passe. Hashtag new attitude. Hashtag dating for the subtitle. Base complexity. Are you ready to get this show on the road, my friend? Yeah. Two two seven. Hashtag rebirth reunite at Crystal Luster Billboard.com. Hashtag verse CV two two seven A. Um, 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 now listen, I may be willing to sell pictures of my toes online to go to this concert. I don't know who I have to talk to, but, uh, I need to be in the building. Um, cause I, I, I'm ready to, for this jelly. Okay. I'm ready for it. And I, I need, I need it. Billboard.com. Here's why fans think a Destiny's Child reunion is the next act in Beyonce's Renaissance trilogy. Should the trio reunite for Act 2 to Renaissance Act 1 by Kyle Dennis? When Beyonce revealed the first details surrounding Renaissance in June 2022, fans theories and speculations regarding Queen Bee's future release ran rampant at the time. Beyonce's website and Instagram bio read Act One Renaissance and an accompanying British Vogue spread and cover story teased a thrilling abundance of new music. As the record Breaking Renaissance World Tour finishes out the last of its 10 remaining announced shows. Fans are wondering what's next from the superstar who recently became the most awarded artist in Grammy history thanks to her four Renaissance wins. Coincidentally, Shortly after Beyonce shared a special birthday request that fans wear silver and chrome to the last month of the Renaissance World Tour, the official Destiny's Child website underwent a major transformation. Currently, the site displays the message, 25 years, new website coming soon emblazoned across a clip from the girl group's memorable reunion at Beyonce's 2013 Super Bowl halftime show. Naturally, the message prompted to fans 
to wonder if Beyonce could be subtly teasing a transition to Act 2, potentially some kind of Destiny's Child reunion project or tour. Article continues. Yeah, I even got choked up. Sorry. Excuse. <laughs> All right. So to me, th- that in itself is really something to think about because Beyonce herself cannot hold quality. 25 year reunion um, or 25 year tour because she hasn't been a solo artist 25 years yet. But 25 years ago does match up with the debut of Destiny's Child in their first album. So, yeah, their first album was, all right, was 97 or 98. Um, yeah, excuse me for that. But um, it's more aligned with the 25-year anniversary of Destiny's Child as a group then Beyonce is a solo artist because technically Beyonce's solo career didn't really start until 2003. And that would technically make it 20 years for her. But like 25 years for the group Destiny's Child makes a lot more sense. And furthermore, um, well, the ladies in the group, um, Beyonce, Kelly, and Michelle, as of current. Kelly and Michelle featured the other two like say Michelle featured Kelly and Beyonce um they featured on the song I believe it was called You Changed and then um that was with Michelle, I'm sorry, that was with Kelly. Then Michelle featured uh, Kelly and Beyonce on the song Say Yes. But Beyonce hasn't done that yet. Not to say she won't, just saying she hasn't as of yet. So it makes sense for actually what Renaissance Act 2 or 3, who knows? But it makes 
sense for Beyonce to do it now. It's like, all right, it's her turn. <laughs> Kelly and Michelle already did it. So that's what I have. Technically, that would be, you know, you, you talking about that makes me say that that would be interesting to make it an act three to like bring everything full circle. Like the act three, the closing is to represent where I started, where it all began. Layla Hathaway had an album called Where It All Began. Where It All Began, you know? And call it girls time, you know, I, I don't know. But um, that would be going way back. Yeah, and as far as the face that I made when you were talking about Beyonce having a twenty-five year re solo reunion, I could, sort of made that face because uh, I remember back in the days of Destiny's Child when Beyonce was like. I am working my butt off now so I can retire at 30. <laughs> a decade later, you know, possibly. And it's not like I want Beyonce to retire because like I'm tired of her works, but it's just, you know, I, I know how hard work is and maybe just find a place where she can coast and chill, you know? <laughs> And just because Beyonce is fabulous, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So as far as the Destiny Child reunion, I've wasted all of that time at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, as far as the Destiny Child reunion, like Sunshine Anderson, initially I was like, heard it all before. And because people have been going back and forth about that for a long time. But this time, I think it's a little different because Beyonce in her Renaissance tour for her big birthday celebration on tour, she made it a point to say, yes, you know, it's been 25 years. I would like to thank Kelly Rowland <laughs> for taking this, being on this journey or Kelly Rowland, Latoya Luckett, Latavia Robeson, Michelle Williams, thank you all so much for taking part, having your parts in this journey. I love it. And the uh, Yeah, and maybe she was just thinking as a uh, standard operation pro protocol, maybe, but maybe there's a little more to the thank you, you know? And I'll save it for my one minute, Kevin. All right, um, for, well, I guess my one minute. Yep. It's um, a very, very, very avid Destiny's Child fan. Um, I'm looking forward to it, assuming it happens. 
the reunion as far as I know as of now they I think they're all cool at least I know Latoya is I can't speak on Latoya but I think she is And that's what I have. So this weekend, I'm driving with an Uber woman. You know, I always talk with my Uber drivers. And uh, we were talking about uh, the potential reunion and Beyonce in general. And she was like, I am not in the beehive. Thank you. I'm not. (laughs) I am not. And I told her, I was like, well, I'm a same gender loving gay man. So I am, while I am not in the beehive, I must love Beyonce. And I do love Beyonce. Beyonce is exceptional, period. And I was like, I must love Beyonce. And I do. And we accepted that, we agreed on accepting the fact that Beyonce is exceptionally talented. She is, even though she wasn't in the, even though the Uber driver wasn't in the beehive, she agreed with me like, yes, Beyonce is exceptionally talented. And she also said that she would love a DC5 reunion, which would be so cool. And that, yeah, I, I, I feel that that would be a fabulous addition to the trilogy for Beyonce, you know? And like I said, with what you just mentioned, that got me thinking like, maybe that should be like the part three and just building up our hopes for part two. But I don't know, but whatever, you know, like I think it would be super amazing no matter what. Beyonce is exceptional. Kelly Rowland's exceptional. Uh, Michelle Williams is exceptional. Latoya Luckett's exceptional. Latavia Robeson, she was actually my favorite back in the day of, of Destiny's Child. I used to have a gay boy crush on her. I, I thought she was absolutely beautiful. She, and I love the fact she was the uh, contralto of the group. And um, anyway. But yes, I, I I love that. I thought that was super cool because I was like, hey, I'm a deep voice person as well in the choir. You know, I sing bass anyway. But my one sentence is, I would imagine that the members would need to work, would need work to get up to the level to be on such a tour for like those who are like, they're gonna be added to the tour. I imagine that they would require some work to get on the level to tour, but uh, some more than others. I'll leave it at that. I'll say some more than others because I love all of them again. DC5, I'm a millennial, so, you know, they've been prompting us with a DC5 reunion for 
I almost said decades, but for many years, many years. Have they not, Kevin? They have. Okay, thank you. Yes, so I, I would love that reunion. I love them all. And I, I would stand for that reunion. I only stand for Whitney Houston. And I'm kind of just kidding about saying I would stand for that reunion. <laughs> but I only stand for Whitney Houston. Nevertheless, I would be really into that reunion. And I, too, might sell pictures of my toes to get anyway. Oh, my gosh. I, I was going to totally go on a totally uh, long tangent there. But I will zip it and keep going. Um, Yes, I feel my conclusion for the one sentence is I feel the reunion would be a great gift to us older millennials, us geriatric millennials. We would appreciate that because we've been wanting it for so long. Anyway, it, it, that would be super cool. The hashtag verse TV family, yes or no question. 227A would be, would you get tickets for Renaissance Part 2 right away if it was a DC5 reunion? Oh. <laughs> See, like, I, you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you pick you pick where you're gonna say yes or no, but yes. See, as a fellow millennial, older millennial, mm-hmm. you know, for us that goes without saying. You know, we must, <laughs> particularly as an older gay millennial. Mm-hmm. I, I think straights w- would also be in the house, but mm-hmm. us gay older gay millennials, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Basic complexity. Are you ready for Hey Shorty? Which is part B, but it's just gonna be we've already discussed this before the show, so we know it's gonna it's gonna be a video, but our answers are gonna be very short, and then we're gonna move right into C. Yeah. All right. So are you ready? Yeah. All right. And Hashtag hey shorty two two seven at Rabbi Josh Livingstone hashtag verse TV two two seven B. Don't make this mistake when you offer a critique. Okay, don't offer your critique as a statement about objective reality. For example, don't say to somebody, "You're driving like a maniac. Please slow down." Okay. That's not going to usually go very well because it's going to be, yes, I am. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. You don't want to do that. What you want to do is offer a critique or a comment framed by your subjective experience of the event. So you could say something like this. You could say, you know what? It makes me a bit nervous when you go this quickly on the highway. Would you mind doing me a favor and slowing down? Now, what you've done when you do that is you change the whole framework from it being a critique of that person and them having to deal with the emotions of that to a request made by somebody that they care about to help them, 
okay? A person is much more likely to respond to a request um, made by somebody that they love and care about than they are to being beaten into doing it through a critique of them, okay? So switch it from a statement about objective reality to your subjective experience, and people respond much more positively. Yes. If they care about you, your concern will at least somewhat be theirs too. Is complexity? Uh, um, basically, I understand his point. I fully get it. But it doesn't always work out that way. All right. And now we're on, we are on to we are on to You know, you know what? what? It, it's good, good that that, that messed up, up like that because, because I didn't notice. notice. Quincy Key has, has commented, commented and he said that, that part a thank you. Well, thank you, Quincy Key. Yes. And I will turn, turn off and, and remove. And you will go into hashtag first TV. I'm Aaron Mack. Kevin, aka Basic Complexity. Hashtag first TV family. Hashtag Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV family. Two two seven.